0: Good
1: morning.
0: Oh my. Ooh. <laughs> goobers. <laughs> you are goobers. <laughs> good morning, good evening, and good night. My name is Christian Vicara, and this is Please Keep Talking, the show where me and my friends get together every week and talk about topics we find interesting. Today, I'm joined by the, my two regulars. Hello, hello. I'm Andre Johnson.
2: Hello there, I'm Dewan Fonset.
0: And today we have a very special guest, first time on the podcast. Introduce yourself, please.
3: Hey, I'm Kalia Dea, use she, her pronouns.
0: Yes. Uh, you approached me, Kalia, and you had an idea for a podcast, and I thought it was a really fun idea, so the floor is yours.
3: <laughs> All right. Um, I definitely don't want to leave the conversation, um, but I just wanted to put the idea out there since I guess in the last couple weeks literally it being the beginning of our semester and the beginning of the end in a lot of ways, but also the start of a lot of new things for us. Um, a topic that I was first like formally introduced to um, during high school, that would have been um, my first year in high school, um, talking about the concept of a fixed mindset versus an open mindset. Um, I remember it was pretty like principled how it was listed out thinking about ways to regiment your mind in a way, or at least to address things in your life that may be challenging or that may be troubling you. Um, And just in the last couple weeks, I know for me it's been very chaotic, very hectic, a lot of unexpected things, frustrating things, but also overwhelmingly good things. Um, And I think for me, having that memory at this point in my life Though, you know, this isn't the only time in my life where I've had so much happen, you know, that's made me think about things like this. Um, It made me wonder, too, um, since with a lot of my friends, we've also had a lot of good in-depth conversations. The types of conversations that I usually reserve when I'm off campus, um, because I usually don't feel like there's an atmosphere for me at times um, to have those conversations, which is why I was very happy um, that we were having that. The beginnings of that and that we have a podcast where we can do that
0: yeah i feel like we are pretty we talk about whatever (laughs) we're open-minded to talking about a lot of stuff um yeah i definitely i will say first i am not unfamiliar with the idea of open versus fixed mindsets Um, and it's important to say fixed because fixed and closed are two separate things correct
3: yeah, I would say so.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I try to keep an open mind about most things. What about you, fellas?
1: Yeah, I try to keep an m- open mind about most things. I feel like it just helps you broaden your horizon so much It helps you find things that you normally wouldn't find or see yourself talking about or doing. It honestly just helps a lot more.
2: I mean, honestly, for my career as a social worker, you have to have a, um open mind. But other than that, I think I'm naturally open-minded. I like to learn new things, I generally kind of like seeking out different opinions and different viewpoints and giving new perspective, new horizon that I can never think of myself with my own given situation because I know everyone is different from myself and I like to see how the glass looks through your eyes versus my eyes and it always, I'm just very curious naturally.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's different, you know, It's interesting to have people from all walks of life and come together. I mean, with the career I want to go into, I got to keep an open mind about a lot of things, um, you know, specifically, you know, environmental science and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's definitely tough not to have a fixed mindset with topics like that sometimes. And I'm sure it's the same with social work. Um, economics and... What's your major, Kalia? Uh,
3: studio art, which you would think, you know, would be about, oh, free thinkers, push the boundaries and ideas. But when it becomes institutionalized and the ideas are usually commissioned, they're trying to be marketable. That can fix a lot of people into a certain path just to make make ends meet.
0: Yeah, it's... um. I have some friends who work in the art industry and it's rough (laughs) you gotta I mean there's an uh, there's a joke not just with like you know professional artists but also people who do patreon and stuff like that like if you aren't established you essentially have to cater to some really degenerate audiences (laughs) who who are asking you to draw specific things and you know Sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and do it. It's a, you know, art is one of the most beautiful professions you can have, but it's also one of the most emotionally taxing that you can yep. have, just from what I've seen. I mean, Fons, you've tried art before. It's-
2: mm. In my perspective of trying art, I re- I don't draw myself. I do commissions, and I know a lot of artists, and I'm very friends with them. And trust me, it's very mentally taxing, getting a lot of commissions for people to draw like you know colorful characters that's just out of their own their own elements out of their brackets, and if you just don't fit that criteria, you either or don't get a lot of attention, you don't get a lot of money you have to resort to trying to do Patreons or limit your access to art, and then when you start doing that, a lot of people be like, oh, you wanna limit access to your art, I'm not gonna look anymore, and then when you're not gonna be able, like, hey, can you draw this X, Y, and Z, and you can't provide X, they just be like, okay, well, I'm gonna take my commission back. It's very hard out there, and it's very tough, and you know, a lot of people understand, that's why you have a lot of people having debate about AI art right now, and that battle is going on constantly, and it's, you know, it's, it's tough.
3: Yeah, I would say to that point, um, because I only started thinking recently about that, having um, an art, it's, it was a mixed class. It was like a writing class, but focused on helping us as artists or people in the art education, art history, just being able to depict our thinking well in words. Because we're studio artists, you know, to varying degrees, we do that pretty well visually. Um, but having to write, physically write, what does this mean? Or what are you trying to portray? Or what outcome are you expecting from this? Sometimes that's frustrating for an artist, especially if they feel like, I just did it. I just did it visually. Um, also, you know, over, I guess it was Thanksgiving break? Um, no, not actually not even. It was um, during my cousin's graduation party. And I talked with his father, who's a um, cousin of mine. Um, who's an artist? He went to Towson, met his wife there, um, working artist, focusing on graphic design, um, has been relatively successful with that. You know, he asked me my thoughts about it, and I just found it to be, you know, an interesting concept of artists almost being obsolete, at least kind of like an argument I've heard, um in the traditional sense, because really anyone with the accessibility can make, you know very beautiful art. At a reasonable price or even for free for themselves which i think is still valuable too like nobody should feel limited in how they want to express themselves and the kind of artwork they want to have and if for some reason money you know is an obstacle to that why not have you know a technological you know device that can help you know give a vision that you want especially if you know you have an online presence or a business that can, you know, help with cost by having AI to depict something for your brand. Um, But for my cousin, we didn't have an in-depth conversation about it, but he seemed to not be scared, but definitely be apprehensive about the future of the arts and the security for artists who, especially for those who I guess are in the more traditional sense of uh, physically drawing um, and doing paint, which takes a whole lot of time, um, he feels that it would be a big reckoning to try and balance that, especially when it comes to copyright laws and protection of artists and their work.
0: Yeah, I mean, we saw it with the writer strikes. You know, it's not just artists. Writers were getting really mistreated, and I think we all know that Disney's wish was most likely written by an AI <laughs> to yeah. some degree. I mean, it it wasn't great. <laughs> it was pretty... i i didn't watch it i heard about 30 seconds of the villain song and it sounded like they put into a chat write me a song that would be written by lin-manuel miranda Mm -hmm. and that's what spat it out you know it's it's really funny to like know like hey This was written by not a human. (laughs) It's so easy to tell. But the scary thing is, is that one day, it won't be that
1: easy to tell, you know? I think we're already getting to that point. I've seen things like AI voices, stuff like that. They sound very scarily close to the people. Like, I heard this story about this guy who got a call from his mom. And she was yelling. She was like, I need all this money. I need all this money. And it... He calls his mom back after that, and she's like, oh, I never called you. Yeah, that
0: happened to my mom over winter break. Mm. She got a call from someone that sounded like someone that she knew, and she called the person back, and they were like, no, that wasn't me. That's insane. You know, it's like, it's so crazy because those scams have been around forever. Like, they've just used random people. I mean, it's the whole thing where it's like, oh, my family member is a danger. I, you know, you don't recognize the voice as them, you just recognize that the name and that they're in danger. But you know, with this AI, it's going to be indistinguishable. Yep.
1: all it takes is them to get a recording of your voice, you saying a few words, and they can make you say whatever they want. Yeah,
3: and that's it. It's like the thing with deepfakes, too. You know, yeah. to varying degrees, you know, you can, if you look carefully, you know, determine, yeah, this is not you know who they're trying to depict it's not Mm -hmm. actually this person but obviously every all the time i will say you know it's getting more and more advanced because there are people who are profiting off of this who are taking advantage of it Um, but i don't want to paint it all in a negative way because you know there are fun aspects to it at least in terms of internet jokes and all um i could see there for being i guess Online personalities, stuff like that, having you know another form of depicting yourself or depicting like a character, could also be a good thing. So these tools, these um, technological devices, they're not inherently bad. It's just the intentions that are put behind them, which can paint them in such a drastically, you know, misleading and negative
2: light. Yeah. Um, have y'all ever been seeing those AI commercials? I've been getting them a lot lately. Especially on TikTok like you know generate your own story create oh, your own yeah. yeah on
0: Snapchat and all that yeah
2: like are you a, um are you a YouTuber and you want to hide your face here create your own little you know your little cartoon character that just paints over your face and yeah. you can hide yourself and everything i've been getting a lot of it and you know some of it some of the ai you can tell is, is really bad and but some, <laughs> some of them are really getting good You know, and I got an AI generated that was like, you know, of a guy, you know, hey, join my story or help develop and create my story with me. Use this AI friend is basically what he is. And I think that's like, are we getting to that point, really?
0: Mm -hmm. We are. We most certainly are. Uh, There are a lot of AI chatbots out there where people can make their own characters and put them for the world to see. And I think what we're going to start seeing is, you know, we're gonna see a lot of people that don't have a lot of friends start calling AI friends. And then at Mm -hmm. that point, it's a question of morality, you know? Are we going to get to a point where AI is, you know, alive? I mean,
2: do you think it's like, how should I word this question? empowering the idea that people are just somewhat scared of media that to the point like you know you got um some creators that don't show their face like you know ghost writers and stuff like that is AI just feeding that into it where people wanna I wanna go out there and do media but I'm too scared if I might fail so I'm gonna use the AI to cover me
0: well I mean there's always been stuff like that I mean there's always been radio hosts for example those people are anonymous unless they put their names out there like we do um You know there's people that just wear masks sia wore a mask for years before her face before she revealed her face and you know it's like it it, it's so the steps that people are going through by using ai to like conceal their identity it's a lot when you can just not post your face if you want to do physical comedy wear a mask or if you want to do physical comedy just you know, get more confident in, your, in how you look, you know? I would say, like
3: though, because kind of bringing this back to our starting topic of fixed versus closed mindset, um, just thinking about these ideas, like, I wanted to consider what may not be discussed in these types of conversations. Um, people who, in one way or another, and it's not a terrible thing, are uncomfortable with themselves physically showing themselves physically and not just because, oh, they want their privacy, but because in their daily life in some way they are being disenfranchised or disrespected through an institutional level, through a personal level. I just thought about that myself because, you know, having the experience of my life and family and friends where you are treated even in a subtly different way because you don't fit the conventional mold of a normal human being. I feel like for those who especially want to get into like entertainment industries or be artists that could be a very liberating thing where i can use you know this ai device you know to enhance my voice or to show how i view myself in a way that the world doesn't or won't allow me to that's just something that came up
0: there's this is kind of going back to the deep fakes things one thing that people are doing now is they're taking videos and then they plug them into a generator that essentially generates them moving as a character like it's not just face it's whole it's full body but that's a really good point it's like we grew up in an age where we went to assemblies on cyberbullying and self-acceptance and i just i don't think that that's as big of a problem i mean it's still a big problem but i mean it's like i think people are wising up to how they can you know view themselves on the internet like i mean you would go on facebook and you'd have your name as your name first name last name 26 but now people are like you know rose something 76 flaming dragon dragon. (laughs) i mean i mean elijah has an art account doesn't he
2: art account no oh wait no i'm thinking of Austin. austin
0: austin has an art account where he does not post his face at all i don't even think he has his name on it it, nothing i just happened to find it because he showed me you know Mm -hmm. it's and it's not like he hides it he just doesn't you know promote himself on it it's like his focus it's not his focus it's like there are so many niches now where you can be good at something post it on the internet and get a following you know it's and, I mean, the the cyberbullying, unfortunately, it just kind of comes with the package. No matter who you are, if you're on the Internet, you're going to have mean comments. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to have people that say, wow, you did not look good in that photo. Or, wow, you really suck at piano. I remember, This is a really funny story. There's a YouTube video um, of a guy doing a piano piece that is considered impossible. It's a... I don't know. It's like a (laughs) mountain king or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm. I I feel
3: like I may. Is it one that was was only able to be done by um, a computer?
0: Yeah. And a guy attempted it, there was a guy in the comments who was saying wow this is like really mediocre this is not great and everyone was like okay bucko i'd like to see you try and then three months later he posts a video of him doing it and he does it like 10 times better like i mean Whoa. it's just funny to like see that you can have a great talent and someone can be mean to you <laughs> <laughs> and also have that great talent it's That story is one of my – that, like, comment section is one of my favorites because it just goes to show that you can be the most talented person in the world, but if you're a dick, no one's going to side with you.
1: You know, that kind of brings me to this YouTuber. He's been a bit controversial lately. His name's Dream. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to – all right, here's the deal
0: with Dream. We all we all all right, we all hopped on the dream hate bandwagon, right? <laughs> it comes out that he didn't that the only thing he's guilty of is being cringe, all right? And you know what? You know what? No one cares and we still make fun yeah. of him because yeah. he's cringe.
1: I'm trying, I'm going back to when he first revealed his face online <laughs> oh and the god. amount of hate he got wow. for not being like a supermodel. Oh
3: my
0: god. I mean He's not even a bad looking uh, I, guy. I think he's an average looking guy. He's, he's
1: an, an average, average looking yeah. dude. It, I mean, he got so much hate <laughs> for not being like this amazing looking supermodel. It's
0: like this is this is a great example of fixed mindset. It's like, let's take uh, what's his face, um, corpse husband. Mm. People, literally, e, v, like VTubers and and all like E girls, quote unquote E girls, all were obsessed with him there were literal people that would make like shrines to this man Mm -hmm. and he was like y'all need to stop because i'm very uncomfortable with this and also i am ugly so (laughs) (laughs) i mean what that's you by the way doing the that it's some it's one of you (laughs) motherfucker. oh it's the bowel (laughs) (laughs) andre has the stress ball
2: uh, you may lose uh, something that corpse did, and it was something I found out. Oh, I remember. Um, I think it was during COVID time when, like, Among Us was yes. big. Yeah, yeah. some some group of people they said they claimed we found corpse. I took an off shot picture of corpse. I took a picture, and guess to come to find out, it wasn't even Corpse. It no, was some it random 35-year-old, I think German maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He didn't look like he was from America. And the dude had to comment, I'm not Corpse. He literally had to say, I'm not Corpse. And everybody was just like, you're faking, you're not. You are Corpse, you're just trying to oh fake it. Oh, my gosh. Wrong person, that is mad <laughs> wait, wild. No, wait, 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 mm-hmm. Y'all
0: remember when <laughs> the Dream's old photo got leaked and he was trying to say, it's not me. Oh, my god! But I mean... The thing is, is that he should have came out with that when he did his face reveal because he lost a ton of weight, and that is commendable. Was Isn't that actually him? Yes, it was. Oh. In, in oh. His I response, need to see this. In his response to everything, he came out and said, the only thing I've lied about is this photo because this is me, and I was unhappy with myself, and I didn't want people to think that that's what I looked like and have another reason to hate on me. Mm. So, jeez. Let me...
1: I saw that picture yeah. floating around. I was like, that's probably not him. No, it doesn't really matter. I don't really care.
0: This is him. What year was
1: this? This is also like him. Like, what, two years ago?
0: He was a... Oh, what? Yeah. Jeez. I mean, and he looked he like lost He lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I mean, if he, you know, if that's what he wanted to do, that's, you know that's good for him
2: i mean honestly at the end of the day it's like someone telling your business your rights is your business mm-hmm. and someone did that for you and you did not give them permission so you have every right to deny it and be upset oh, and then 100%. come back around the corner and then it's like okay yeah that was me why you lie about it well it's th- it wasn't the right place or time so it's, it's not your business exactly. and i mean
3: you don't deserve an answer anyway
0: yeah no it's you know People have gotten way too comfortable with thinking that people online, that they don't know, they have a right to know everything about yeah. mm-hmm. them. It's it's one of those mindsets that is so dangerous because there are so many negative consequences to it for all parties involved. That obsessive behavior where it's like, you know, I'm going I'm to throw it out here. We might get some hate. Swifties. All right. Swifties. Are you are you a Swiftie? Hell no. Okay, okay. Okay, wait, wait. wait. Actually, actually
2: we we was talking trash earlier. All right, all right. Stop stop
0: it right now. Stop it right now. Stop it right now. We're not gonna do any hate because I see what happens. (laughs) Meat Canyon got done so dirty. Anyways, so it's like Swifties are obsessive to a point where they feel that they have a right. To have a say in Taylor Swift's relationships.
3: I love the one's face right
2: now. Wh- what? Oh my! Y'all ain't doing that with Be- Jay Z and Beyonce, but y'all doing that with Taylor Swift. Are y'all serious? People are. People are upset. Obs- people are like that, dude. I people mean, are like. People
0: are like when I. I think when Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift first started dating, everyone was like. You know, why are you dating a footballer? He's just gonna sleep around, he's gonna hurt you, or whatever. Oh. And now everyone's, you know, on the, on the bandwagon. Yeah. Can
3: I ask something real quick? Yeah, because um, I it. just heard in passing Travis, is he black?
0: No, he is. I don't is think so. No. Okay, because
3: th- that Did just would have been N-word? a whole nother loaded aspect. To that assumption of why Taylor shouldn't date him I mean, oh, nah, I thought
2: it jokes <laughs> about the relationship. I thought people were making fun of it I didn't know people were actually trying to tell Taylor Swift who she should date. I
3: feel like those are the extremist fans yeah,
0: that's, that's Travis Kelsey. Okay. I mean like he's a, a good-looking dude. Yeah. I'm sure he's a great guy Don't get oh. me wrong and here's the deal. Here's the deal Despite everything that's come out about Taylor, with like her carbon footprint and all that, I think it's ridiculous that she spent that much. You can you can FaceTime your your boo. Why is okay? Speaking of FaceTiming, let me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Amazing timing.
0: I'm, out, I'm on air.
2: Amazing timing as well. Oh, I
0: forgot <laughs> about that. You can you can come and slide through. Yeah, we're going to be on for probably another 20 minutes. Okay, I'm coming. All right, love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Anyways, um it's like you know, it's that that's another mindset. You know, it's that mindset that you have to be with that person that you are willing to do damage to the earth to be with that person, you know? Yeah. And oh, all the more power to them they've been only they've, they were only dating for a few months <laughs> but all the power to them if you know you know I guess but yeah. it's like I think it's so crazy that people think that they have a say in other people's lives mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. similar to that I hate this like super obsession people have with these mm-hmm. internet celebrities mm-hmm. or just yes. celebrities in general like so Staying on topic with uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, even like major sports networks are going out of their way to post these things. Like, now that the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, Taylor Swift is supposed to be in like Japan, I think, the day before. And they're like, if Taylor Swift wakes up at 6 p.m. or 6 a.m. and does her concert at this time and gets on the plane and gets back, she can have two hours of rest before being there at the Super Bowl, so she can be there with <laughs> Travis Kelsey. It's
0: it's like why that's do crazy. you care? <laughs> that's crazy. Why do these people's private lives matter so much to you? Mm-hmm. I have never understood that. All right? I'm not going to speak on the Jay-Z and Beyonce thing because those two I I understand the Beyonce thing. I do. I do. No, I don't cool. I don't really understand the Taylor Swift obsession. I mean her I think her music's good, but i don't think it's i'm not gonna like put it on my playlist you know yeah <laughs> i'm gonna put i'm gonna put, speaking of ai i'm gonna put the ai plankton on my playlist oh my god <laughs> have y'all heard this yes. no there is a guy called boy what who makes music and what he does is he takes he he sings the lyrics and then he puts the lyric the the vocals through like an ai generator and it's like spongebob and patrick and mm and plankton and squidward and it's and it's great <laughs> wow it is so good actually have
3: you heard of um the crusty crew anthem that yes yeah. Yeah. it was <laughs> actually why? really really good Brand
0: new bag for her but i didn't pay for but that was an <laughs> oh, AI. Yes, that was an that. ai that's I know. what those dudes actually do that's why
3: it. i was so impressed with it too because i'm like yes the originality of it
0: i mean yeah i like the idea of just like bumping Music that should not go hard, but
3: <laughs> absolutely does. Especially when it connects to your childhood or something oh, that's yeah. like really integral to you. I mean, the, the, most, I,
2: the most recent AI rap I recently, Um, Dory explored the, um, on the map. Oh my! Do y'all
0: remember? Y- <laughs> tell me if y'all, if your guys' schools was obsessed with the Little Einstein's trap remix. Yes. absolutely okay, say, yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Every five minutes, come. I'm like please stop. <laughs> All right, it was it was okay the first time. Look who it is. Come in, it's open. <laughs> Hello, close the door please. Thank you. Are you going to hop on a mic? Should I? Yeah, which I what numbers know. are those? I don't know. Uh Brian Thompson everyone.
3: I say my
0: actual name. <laughs> <laughs> Brianne Thomas everyone. <laughs> Uh, talk into one There we go. Oh, All right. Okay. Yeah, do that one. <laughs> that was weird. Thank you, baby. anyways
2: <laughs> okay. I do want to say one thing. It's a personal perspective. Um my own personal opinion. Y'all yeah, know, I'm a big fan of some celebrities, you mm-hmm. know, Billie Eilish, you know. You love Billie Eilish. But big fan. statement. <laughs> but be honest, you, y'all never see me go that crazy for billion. No, like, you you like that's it's insane. You I get
0: excited when you like get merch or you or, like she drops yeah. a new song. Yeah, that's fair though. I get excited when my favorite artists exactly. drop new songs. It's but like the fact that her album, like her album, got announced the other night right mm-hmm, at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Within two seconds, it was up on like a hundred thousand different stories on instagram i swear
1: they would be posting it before it happens oh my god i don't know i i, I don't know man it's scary <laughs> like i'll see it on the tv and i'll pull up my phone it's already been posted for two hours <laughs> and they love J-
0: oh my gosh i mean can i tell you all one of the funniest things i ever watched this is a beyonce thing so do you guys remember niga higa
3: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. how did the how to be ninja oh my gosh that was my childhood he posted a video back when like the illuminati stuff was all like in height and everyone thought that jay-z and beyonce was the leaders of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he posted a video saying that either beyonce is running a new organization of powerful women called the 1180s or she's (laughs) pregnant and he got to that through like a thousand different like Jumping through hoops and stuff, and I think it was like a month later she announced her pregnancy. Oh, oh my god. god, it was so <laughs> funny! I'm like, dang, this guy predicted it.
3: You know, that actually reminds me because you're when you mentioned like oh, jumping through hoops, like I guess giving all of these uh bits of evidence is actually something that um, I believe one you shared uh in our group chat earlier today. Um, this woman simply she was reacting to oh, a video. God. Where she originally just talked about, hey, I'm in this hotel and this guy, of course, you know, people like intersperse themselves, um, if they're doing like a TikTok or Instagram, and he said, I can figure out exactly which hotel you're in based off the photos that you posted, Mm -hmm. based off the photos that Jason Momoa posted since we took a picture with him and finding out all this research about this hotel, the place, the food, the plate. That the food was on
2: and room number.
0: He yes. Just died straight. straight up that video. Just straight up doxing at that point. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was terrifying. <laughs> just, just, so he was like, "Here's he, what you would look." Like oh my god. The dude like, "We talked about that guy." We last did. <laughs> you would say you're thinking that I'm gonna tell Kalia this story, and you too, because this is a really funny story.
2: <laughs> what? Did you did said you, uh, you were gonna say something. Oh yeah. Okay. So the dude figured it out so strategically to the point where I'm assuming, he did say that, I'm assuming you are uh, like, you know, you do your little media thing, you will most likely be at a four star or a five star. Pulled it up on Google map. Then she posted two videos at the same time, saw the celebrity, went on the celebrity's account, screenshot his account and saw that you was nearby. And then when she was playing the video talking about, what am I eating? She said, by the plate design, it narrows down to hotels. There's only two hotels that have that type of plate design. And the most one that's popular is the five-star one, hunted it down in the background of where her mirror was. I know what angle you are sitting in that bed and what room you're in because you most likely have a suite because they are the only ones with that mirror and found her room number and the angle of what side of the building. That dude broke it down too good. I was like, wow. It was
0: ludicrous. Anyways, uh, let's talk about black or Chinese again. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what have y'all been talking about? I'm so just So there's this guy, Valone Predator. <laughs> if y'all don't know what Valone <laughs> is, it's like a really –
1: it's like Gucci, but for like – who don't want to spend Gucci money. Yeah,
0: it's it's, it's like the, I don't know how to describe it. Have you it. ever Thank seen
1: you. The, like the shirts or the hoodies with the V on them? That's, That's Valone. Valone. It's like I walk Valone
0: <laughs> wow. anyways. So there's this guy called Valone Predator and he goes on Twitter and he looks at uh, like people that post themselves And then underneath, in the replies, he goes, this is what you would look like if you were black or Chinese. (laughs) And it would be a Photoshopped photo of them looking black or Chinese. So some people got very offended at this. (laughs) Which I, I get, but at the same time, I think that this is one of the least harmless things, like the most harmless thing that you can do, because it just... It's just funny. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really funny. So anyway, I don't know if you have any opinions on <laughs> on this. But, so someone said this is where you – someone posted a photo with the dude's IP address, his house, a picture of his house, and a picture of him, right? And this man went in the replies and said, this is what I would look like if I were black or Chinese.
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. What part of the internet are you on? Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. That was X, all Twitter. Twitter. X. X. That was. Mr. X.
0: Man, I wanna g- I wanna collect all the apps, the ones that have the S and the E on the front. <laughs> as their, as <laughs> Just their putting little, it in a line. Yeah. A,
3: yeah. A child. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes I am. Wow. Anyways. <laughs> I mean no, so I whole, whole black I think and Chinese some people were actually the people that were in the picture commented and it was like Wow, so that's what I look like. There were some people who were just not offended; who was just no, laughing
0: yeah. I mean, they, they were did, just intrigued. They yeah. were just they were like, "Man, you a, you a specimen." <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, if I, that
0: happened to me, I'd probably just scroll past and be like, "Eh." who cares I'd find it absolutely no. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> curious I'm curious no. I find it very funny but I would also just not care genuinely
3: like I that's something that my family could have a nice laugh about like I would screenshot that I would send it to my bed <laughs> <person laughs> like look
0: be like, be like this is what
3: I would like <laughs> if I'm Chinese I'm like yes or it
0: would be, for you it would be whiter Chinese yes whiter
3: <laughs> <laughs> no that's even worse <laughs> <laughs> no okay this cool. is going I'm
2: just gonna keep staring at you so I can imagine <laughs> Will <Why? laughs> but no. <Leave. laughs> kind of gets
3: to honestly another um podcast that I was on, but talking about microaggressions. Okay. Um.
0: What are you doing over there? I'm grabbing chapstick. Oh gosh. Anyways, continue. <laughs> yeah. So um, sorry.
3: No, you're good. Um, I have had the experience for most of my life. Um, I'd say beginning in school where. I've been complimented, you know, genuinely, I'm sure, about my diction, about the way that I talk and carry out conversations, which is nice. I respect that, I appreciate that. But of course, for many people of color and women of color, that comes with the baggage of, so you ex- so you don't expect me to talk like this. So you think I should be speaking another way that, oh, it's really, really respectful of you to be speaking this way considering the background wow. that you have. Um,
0: I think that's the part that does it for me. Because you yeah. can say that to someone. Because let's be honest here. Our generation, do not they don't talk the, the nicest to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's, it's hard to find someone to have a nice convert, civil conversation with. Um, anyways, so sorry. Continue. Ooh, that's a little
3: Yeah, bad. you're good. It's just, it's another thing because I have never felt hurt by that in any way um I'd say as I've noticed it more as I've gotten older I've just kind of been like miffed about it it's like okay you're tired of hearing it I really am it's like I don't care I don't carry you know those comments to myself just because it's always felt normal to me I actually thought about it this morning um when I was younger um I was with my dad and my brother and we were walking in this mall and we happened to be walking by the store when stores used to regularly have you know physical photos that you would develop with film and all Mm -hmm. and i saw it and i was like oh dad is that where um you would go to get the photos developed and he gave me a high five and congratulated me because i guess at the age i was which was seven or eight he didn't expect me to have the vocabulary to say that um and i'm sure that was a genuine you know response from him but it just showed to me like what may seem simple or self-explanatory or not advanced isn't the case for other people, which I've learned to respect and be patient with more.
0: Yeah. I happen to be on the teacher side of TikTok sometimes. And I feel so bad because they're like these like eighth grade teachers that talk about how their students can't read or they can't yeah. formulate a sentence. And It's Unfortunately, it affects majority. It affects African-American communities. And, you know, it's a stigma that, from what I've seen at least, correct me if I'm wrong, that when you are, you know, going to school in an African-American school, you are expected to essentially just kind of zoom past everything and just you know get in and get out you're not supposed to really put in effort and you know you see you see these conversations with like mothers of these of these students and they're like oh so my kid can't read like are you saying that my kid is stupid or slow and they take it as offense and I don't know why that is maybe it's because they feel like they're doing something wrong or maybe they don't want to accept the fact that their kids aren't you know, paying attention in school, or maybe they just don't want to accept the fact that their kids need help. You know,
2: let me piggyback on that because I wait, am I? I can't hear myself. You're, um, you're unmuted. I have a strong problem with that because I don't know. I saw this. Um, I think during winter break, there's a kid right now in school who is getting expelled. He'd been held back, I think, at least four or five times, or one time. I, you can quote me, but look it up. He'd been absent from school because he'd been skipping class like 100 or 200 times, and that's why he's being held back. Straight D's because of all the consistent skipping. And here goes the mom on the news arguing, oh, he's smart, he's smart, what are y'all talking about? He's not stupid, let him graduate. And everybody try to explain, man, we cannot let him keep retaking all these classes and that he has had multiple opportunities, but he chose to skip. All right, he's bored, maybe it's your fault. They try to blame the teachers, it's their fault. They should take accountability, they should fix this. How? How? We cannot force, put their hands on your child to make him sit down and learn. If he wants to get up and walk out, he want to go somewhere else, do something, he want to go smoke, he want to go talk to some girls, he want to be sitting in the bathroom doing nothing, that's 100% on him, not the teachers. So for this day and age generation, it's getting even more, I don't know if I can cut this off, it's just getting more, it's getting out of hand, it's getting crazy. For right now, for black people, especially the middle class black people of my skin color, it's a norm for us to be talking like this. And now when you meet someone of color, you wanna be like, hey, yo, you're a brother. And talking about when you go, when they find out what school you went to, they're gonna think now you're whitewashed, or you one of them, or you a uppity person. You've been, ter- you've been targeted, you've been transforming, you've been turned, I'm not the same person. And they're gonna start accusing you of stuff that you you're trying to forget where you came from. Like we all did not have the same opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. For me to be talking like this, for me to use a big word, Y'all to be going, uh, what's good? Uh, I don't know your name. What's up, Slim? And stuff like that. And nothing can come out your mouth that makes any type of sense. It's It's not my fault that I'm like this. It's not my fault that I chose to learn. It's not my fault that I didn't choose the street. Now, there are other people and other people with different backgrounds that had no choice. But for the people that did not, I mean, had the choice to go to school and you didn't like it because you want to follow, that's not my fault. So it's just, it's very upsetting that even, even in own culture, there's an education problem, and I don't know what to do about it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think,
0: I will say, I think part of it, I wouldn't say all of it, I think part of it is the teachers. I mean, you have to care to, you know, try to reach out to a student and some and stuff like that, and just a lot of teachers don't, You know, it's unfortunate. It's because teachers are underpaid. They're overworked most of the time. They really don't have any sense of direction (laughs) when it comes to making lesson plans. I mean, you go to college and you get your teaching degree and, you know, then you're off. Some places you don't even need a teaching degree. Some places you need, you can take, you know, a class or get your license. I mean, that's what your mom did, right?
3: She has a fit.
0: I don't know I don't know the word but it's like a temporary license. Yeah. She has she already has a degree in something but na- but she got the license and now she has 3
3: years to complete all her teaching tests. Yeah. yeah. So
0: I mean, you know I mean you have to I mean nowadays to one of the qualifications to be a teacher I feel should be to care about mm-hmm. kids, you know. Ethics ethics you should take you should have some ethics classes you know but the issue is is that if we made those requirements no one would be teachers because there's so much more limited there there is no incentive to be a teacher you know we were talking about last week how there's no incentive to really work nowadays you know there's no incentive to be to teach
3: yeah and i would say too it that there are levels to it you know we have to consider Mm -hmm. the various aspects of someone's life and also not have i'd say too much of a regional outlook on it because of course there are parts of the world where if you don't get out of your house and do something it's over for your family like you Mm -hmm. actively need to be pushing doing Mm -hmm. something but for us who you know in varying ways are able to even be here at this college and this institution to in some way advance our lives um we do definitely have options and for a lot of people i'd say especially those who have left or have taken gap years gap semesters they in some ways for themselves may have seen that they have other options besides having to go through the traditional higher academic route for getting a career or getting into a position that they want that could be better for their lives
0: mm-hmm. yeah my dad just texted my dad's a high school teacher he just said an incentive is summer's off so i <laughs> i guess you get what's that like a quarter of the year off But you don't get paid a quarter of the year either. Well, no, you get paid for the year. That's so... You still don't get get paid. No, you do. You get paid during those weeks. Well, there's two different things. You can either have no pay during your summer, bigger paychecks during the year, or just smaller paychecks in the whole year. is like the way a lot of places do it. It's just you got to plan. You're still getting the same amount of money. You can just... Decide when you want it yeah. is the thing.
3: And then I have friends who are teachers who actively, you know, teach summer, summer school, yeah. summer classes, because they will not be able to survive if mm-hmm. they don't do that.
2: Yeah. I had a co-worker this past summer. Um, it's her first year's teaching. And they gave her an offer to, um, she could either work with us or she could have just worked at the school as a substitute teacher during the summer. And they would have gave her, um, I think, either 2000 but... Just, just sold it, just 2000 for the whole summer. And she denied it because she need more than just mm-hmm. 2000 for the summer. That's,
0: I mean, 2000 is a biweekly paycheck yeah. for a lot of people. I mean, that's uh, it's just the cost of living now. Yep. You know, if you want to put money away, if you want to retire when you're, you know, 60, that's what you got to do. That $2,000 would not even cover you rent for the next two months. No, for real. No, I mean... I mean, just imagine you're like you get two thousand for working three months. It's like I gotta pay rent. I got fo- I gotta get food. You if know, if you have a car, if you have a car, if you have car payments, if you get if you gotta get gas, I mean, if you gotta drive there, gas. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just I think that we should stop putting emphasis on, you know, like economical jobs and government jobs i'm gonna be honest with you i think that we should lessen incentives to work for government like if you want to be a congressman or something like that i think there should be less incentives and in that case it would drive out all the greedy people and get people that actually want to do something you know i saw a great video the other day it asked is this relates to what our gambling presentation was on. If professional athletes can't bet on games that they can affect the outcome on, why is Congress allowed to invest in companies they make legislation on?
3: Mm. Yep. That makes sense. That's like,
0: interesting. I never thought of it like that. Wow. It's the exact same thing because you're making an investment on a company. That you can bolster, mm-hmm.
2: and if it gets successful, you're gonna get a lot of money back. Exactly. You bought, like, or, or, or on the other hand, if you,
0: you know, if you make legislation that puts that company into the ground, the government's gonna buy you out. There's gonna be a government buyout. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous that they're allowed to do that. It's a it's a it's ridiculous that there is essentially unlimited job security with there. I think, you know, compared to other jobs, it is not competitive enough. Nope. I think, you know, you essentially... Every couple of years, you have to go against one person. You know, if you're already
1: in spot, you're not going to leave it. No,
0: you're not going to, you know, you're going to die before you can do that or be claimed unfit, which no one is anymore.
3: Mm -hmm. I will say... um, Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Um, I won't go too in depth into this, unless people want to. Um, but just on that point of you know the links between uh, governments, I guess you could say political action committees, lobbyists and businesses, especially on the international scale, um, for anyone who would be interested in seeing just an aspect of that and understanding a lot of the detail and history of that, um, the documentary isn't fully about that, it's on, it's, it covers a lot more than that. But it was my introduction to understanding the link between businesses and government in a certain way. Um, Ava DuVernay's uh, documentary, which I believe came out in 2016, um, 13th. It's on Netflix and it's phenomenal. I recommend everyone to watch that.
0: Anyways, we are unfortunately out of time. Thank you everyone. For listening, I got a I got an assignment for anyone listening. I want you. This has been a doom and gloom episode. It really has been. We're gonna have a fun episode. Fix mindset. (laughs) We're gonna. Well, it has been. It's been (laughs) sad. Andre and I. We're gonna have a funny episode for you guys (laughs) next week. We're gonna talk about the state of the job market and how easy is it really to get a job. Um. However, I have an assignment for anyone listening, and I have an assignment for you four. I want you to write something that you all did good today. I don't want you to sh- I don't want you to like be like, "Oh, I did this okay, but uh, you know, I want you to write something that you were confident that you did good today or some something that someone complimented that you did good today. I'll I'll start off. You guys did great today. Oh, thank uh, this you. was a very enjoyable episode. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Um, Anyways, we are still looking for stories for our end-of-the-year shebang. If you have an out-of-pocket story that happened here on campus, send me an email at cdf4 at hood.edu. Once again, that is cdf4 at hood.edu. And uh, if we get enough, we'll read some of those out. And if we don't, we'll read the ones that we do get. Uh, Remember, everything will be anonymous, but yeah. That's pretty much it. Thank you all for joining us. I've been Christian McKera. I'm DeWan Fonset. I'm Andre Johnson.
3: I'm Kalia Dayo. I'm Bree Thomas.
0: This has been Please Keep Talking. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.